Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. This is Dimity, and it's and it's heating up nicely finally in Denver. Which to, is to what degree good. is it heating up? Oh, we're getting we're getting up to fifty because it's been like two and three degrees lately. Oh, I know, I know. I I saw the um. I don't. Okay, I'm I don't. Sorry, I sneeze. Just sneeze. <laughs> Hut you. Bless me, Sarah. Bless me. Gesundheit, you German major, you. <laughs> um, but I was I uh noticed how cold it was on the playoff game on Sunday. Don't ask me who played, but I do know that the Broncos lost in overtime. They, they did lose and it was actually Saturday afternoon at 2:30, but that's okay. <laughs> Not that I wasn't glued to my TV or anything. Right. Um but yeah, how how are things going for you out in always sunny Portland? <laughs> Never gloomy, always bright. <laughs> always look on the bright side of life is what I say. Um <laughs> No, that was a Monty Python. I, I refrained from singing, though, um, <laughs> particularly because that the lyrics are a little um, PG-13. Um, so, so anyway, but I have been watching Downton. But now we are just shifting topics at an, <laughs> an amazing just rate. Go. Yes. It's like, it's like the last mile of a race. Just go. Push, push, push. <laughs> right. do do? Anything to keep you going. Just go, go. One mantra after another. Um, (laughs) so yeah so i have speaking of race um i finally hopped on the uh, marathon own it plan from train like a mother uh this week after my um kind of injury slash nagging little niggles that i'd had that i wrote about on our website um that my plantar fasciitis was i wouldn't say it came back but it was just kind of slightly making itself known and then um, not to be ignored. In, in, in the injury prevention world, we call that talking to you. Mm, talking it was to me. talking to you, right? Mm-hmm. My, my PF was talking to me. Uh, yeah. And then not to be ignored, the back of my left knee started talking to me. And um, my plantar fasciitis is in my right foot. So it was not um, perhaps not related to each other. But so anyway, so those were kind of um, scaring me and making me see doom and gloom scenarios. And oh, I won't be able to run the marathon. Um, so, but now they, I seem to have gotten them in control and, and the PF is down to a whisper and the knee thing is, um, very manageable. So anyway, so I am doing the Vancouver BC marathon on May 5th, um, my first international marathon. And so now I hopped on week three of the, I guess it's an 18 week training plan. Um, yeah. So you should know that we should know that right. you've been on it before. So you should really know that yeah, I haven't I, been on it. Before. I know, but it's so delightful <laughs> that it just seems like it goes by in a blink of an eye. Um, <laughs> 18 weeks and 20 miles just gone in a minute. Right. So, um, I, I got to back up. So you think that those two things are not related me you're, I, 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 this is no disrespect, Sarah, but, um, but you're kind of an amateur injured runner, you know, <laughs> just a little, you know, you, you, you haven't had as much experience as I have. I so haven't you got been around the injury block as many times as you have. Yeah. 
you got to defer to your elders here. Mm-hmm. And my guess is that if your PF is in your right foot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. And your knee, your left knee was hurting, you were compromising somehow mm-hmm. so that you wouldn't land as hard on your right foot mm-hmm. and your left knee somehow took the brunt. Don't ask me to explain any more than that, but that's, I mean, that's seriously how it works. And that's why running injuries are so frustrating is because everything is interrelated. Well, see, I actually even go higher up than that for the cause. And I'm not saying God caused it. I am saying I think my hips might have because um, probably in maybe November, I started thinking like, wow, our mattress is really just, it's not all that old, but it's really uncomfortable. Like my hips were starting to hurt in the middle of the night. And then Uh the both foot leg thing came up and I was like, huh. Maybe it's not the mattress. Maybe it's my hips. <laughs> so, um, so I, so the restorative yoga. I went again last night, and when oh, the good. yeah, and when the instructor was like, "Oh, is there anything you all want? To, any areas you want to work on?" I'm like, "Hips, <laughs> hips, throw it out there, throw it out there." Yeah. So, by, by the, um, lying on your back is the healthiest sleeping position. I um, don't ask you to name the source, but um, but I've but I've been doing a little research on sleeping just for my own personal use, and um, yeah, the back is the way to go. I cannot fall fall asleep on my back at all. Like m- maybe one out of a hundred times, I could. Oh really? I use stomach. No, no. Well, with these enormous jugs I have, are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, I think we need a visual to see that I'm joking. Um, And yeah, no, I sleep on my side. Yeah. I mean, I do too most of the time, but, um, but yeah, just, just FYI. Um, okay. Well, so yeah, so now, but, um, but I, I am glad, you know, even though I'd love for you to, to go where I've been and continue to be, um, injured wise, I'm glad that you're feeling better. That's, that's great. And glad that you can carry the, (laughs) I run marathon towards for, I run marathons for this, uh, this, for our duo. Yes, you can be that half of the duo. Right, right, yeah. So, um, so, but speaking of your cold temperatures, that kept you and training, that kept you, um, that made you modify some of your training workouts lately, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, um, I mean, my my longest workout so far for this Ironman, Coeur d'Alene, um, was this past Saturday. I did, um, I was in motion, as I said, for about almost three hours. Oh, um, and, uh, and, and that was really, um, being on the bike for nearly two hours in my basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really, that's a long time what for did me you, to be. What did you bike. watch? What did you Um, I was actually listening to music and, and, um, podcasts, but not her own, <laughs> not this one, but other stuff. So I, I, what I usually do is I start out with like news and maybe a podcast. And then when I need some motivation, I switch to music when mm-hmm. I kind of get sick of, um, when I need a beat to kind of carry my, my pedaling, mm-hmm. give me a beat, um, mm-hmm. give me a beat, Janet Jackson. <laughs> Thank speaking you for knowing who I was quoting. <laughs> speaking of someone who can't lie on her stomach. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, anyway, so, uh, so, um, immediately I think, oh, maybe Janet Jackson listens to our podcast and then she'll get annoyed and then it'll like, you know, ignite this whole Twitter firestorm. And then I'm like thinking, well, that'll do wonders for our popularity. (laughs) Yes. Because that's what we want to be attached to is somebody who flashes her breast to the Super Bowl, what, like a decade ago or something, was it? I can't even remember. You're dating the yourself. War- yeah. The quote unquote wardrobe malfunction. Yes. I know I know people are nodding and listening, are nodding in agreement right now. They they know what I'm talking about. Um so anyway, so I so I did that and then I was supposed to run five miles, just easy five mile run, um, mm-hmm. which I realize isn't easy for anybody 
you know, for everybody. And it's never easy after spinning my legs for two hours. So I was really looking, I had my, I had my whole route planned out in my head. Um, and it was about eight o'clock when I, um, eight o'clock in the morning when I was ready to head out. Um, cause I know that we had to be somewhere pretty early that day. So I was got up early to get my workout done and I got upstairs and I was like, do you think I can go outside? And Grant, Grant, my husband was like, it's really slippery. He had been out kind of, um, shoveling. So I was like, Oh, you're kidding me. So I went to the gym and did five miles on the treadmill, which I actually have. So that's the, I guess the third time in this past week that I've hit the treadmill and I, I'm not, um, it's not bugging me as much as it, um, as I thought it would. Mm -hmm. So actually I was okay. I just, I just, you know, sometimes you just got to put your head down and get it done. And at that point, you know, I always get all rain man and divide up my workout. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm already like two thirds of my way through my workout. I just have a third left. It's just five miles, you know, like, um, so I got to the gym and my friend Kelly was there and there was an empty treadmill next to her. So I chatted with her for probably about, you know, 0.75 of a mile. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I got to put my music on now. Um, so, oh, well, that's good. Cause you know, when you told me, I guess it was on Monday when you relayed that you were, the, the weather got in the way of you doing a brick, I thought you just blew the five miles off. So I'm, I'm oh, no, no, no. I, I jumped in the minivan and headed it down to lifetime, not lifetime fitness, 24 hour fitness. And, and jumped on a treadmill. It wasn't, it was probably about as long as the transition is going to take me in Ironman. <laughs> it was probably like a 20 minute transition, which is probably not all that far off from me, you know, changing my clothes, eating, kind of whining that I have a marathon left. Right. Um, Tying your so. shoes, retying yeah. your shoes. <laughs> Snapping a couple picks. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I mean, the cold, what, 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 it's a nice lead in to, um, you know, what we want to talk about, which is crappy weather, right? Right. Crappy winter weather. Um, and maybe we shouldn't use the word C-A-R-P, cruddy winter weather, um, oh. because I feel that the extreme heat, it could be its own podcast. So given that it is January 16th, I thought we'd talk about lousy winter weather. So, I mean, for, for cold temps, and I uh, I think we're going to kind of break it up by weather type, um, so I mean, oh, you're so Al Roker, you're so Al Roker, <laughs> minus the gastro surgery. <laughs> um, so what's your lower limit, Dimity? I mean, what's the coldest you'll run in? Outside? Well, I mean, so I always send, so these past two weeks, I mean, these past two weeks have been the, the coldest it's been in Colorado, um, by far this winter. And I mean, we're talking like highs of 10, mm-hmm. um, during the day and, uh, and I, I, I kind of, you know, I have Minnesota roots and I feel like I'm kind of badass. So I have a couple of friends that I run with and I always send these emails. Like I usually run on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so I'll send an email out on Sunday saying, this is what I'm doing. And I know the temperatures are going to be bad, but I'm pretty sure I can do it outside. And, you know, who's going to join me? And, and <laughs> I get like a big goose egg back. So, um, <laughs> so you know, I, I don't know that I have a number necessarily. It's kind of the number combined with the time of day, because mm. when it's dark, it always feels colder out to me, you know, because the sun isn't shining on me. Right. I've, um, heard, I've heard that the sun does that. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, it does. It does. And I mean, really, like, you know, on, on cold days, I mean, I took um, Mason, our dog, down to the dog park, uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago, and it was cold. I mean, I was bundled up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he was running and I was kind of running around with him and I mean, and then the sun was just blaring on us and it felt so nice, uh-huh. so nice. Uh-huh. So, um, so, so to answer your question, I don't have a lower limit, but, um, I don't have a defined lower limit, but it's really, it's, de- it's dependent upon the time of day, 
my mood and the workout. But really mm-hmm. what is the limiting factor for me is um, the, the sleekness of the streets. I mean, I live in a the slick, you know, pretty the suburb- sl- slickness of the streets. Slickness, or isn't kind of maybe sleek too, kind of fast and furious. I don't know, but slickness makes more sense. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I was so expecting slick, them to be all yeah. svelte and like really like, oh, sleek looking the street. They're they're in their black leather pants. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, so so if it's it's slippery, then I'm not. I you know, if there's a chance, especially if I'm doing a workout where I've got to like pick up the pace and I'm not just cruising along. Mm-hmm. I I've learned from experience, as we'll talk about later, that I can't. I really got to be um, on surfaces that are not prone to making me bite it. Yeah. You need sure footing. Yeah. 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 Do you have a, do you have a lower limit? Yeah. You know, my thing is that, um, I have my good friend, Ellison, who I often run with, she always knows what temperature it is. And I never look at the temperature. We don't have a thermometer outside. And to be quite honest, it never occurs to me to look at my iPhone to see what the temperature is. Cause I always think it's wrong anyway. So I just like my, I keep my running shoes out on our back porch. So I just, when I reach out to grab them, my shoes. I mean, I sort of know when I go to bed what temperature it might be the next morning based on the previous day's weather, but it's very scientific. But um, when I get my shoes, I just sort of, that's when I'll decide like, oh, okay, yeah, I need mittens, not gloves or something like that. So, I mean, you know, it is, a, it is, I can't, we had a cold snap, I think, in like December of 2011 or something. So it's never, it's not an issue here. And when I go back, like when I'm visiting my parents in Connecticut, I mean, I'll run when it's pretty cold. I mean, I'll run in 10 or zero or something like that. So, um, it's really, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, the, the port, the, the important thing is that you're prepared for it. Right. And, yeah. and you're dressed. Yeah. So, I mean, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, what, 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 what do you wear? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's, I was reading the new issue of runner's world and, you know, they're, they're kind of, there's a number thrown out that you dress as if it's 15 degrees warmer or 10 degrees warmer. And I'm like, yeah, what does that mean? And so my whole thing is that dress so that you, so that I, works for me that, so that I am chilly when I step outside. If I'm the least bit warm before I start running, I know I'm going to be broiling hot within about a half mile. So, um, given that I live in a moderately temperate climate, you know, I'm all about the long sleeve shirt and a vest and then gloves and a baseball hat. I never wear like a winter hat cause it makes me look just like a total scrotum head. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, you wouldn't let me say crap, but now you're saying scrotum. Well, I guess that's, that's like a, a, that's a body part. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I know you dress, you are always Miss Chilly Willy. So you dress a little bit more. Well, yeah, I mean, I dress warmer, but I, I, I think that it is a good gauge. I mean, especially if you're standing at the beginning of a race, mm-hmm. you know, you do, you definitely want to be cold. If you're hot at the beginning of a race or you're comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, it's not July <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, another time where, you know, you're in shorts and a t-shirt or a skirt and a tank or whatever, mm-hmm. um, then the, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to heat up to uncomfortable degrees. Um, I have uh, a pair of um, windstopper pants from Solomon that I got um, mm-hmm. that Grant gave me for Christmas a couple of years ago when I did that quad, oh, yeah. um, the quad race in New Mexico, which was a quadrathlon. It was a- The Mount Taylor tr- quadrathlon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mount Taylor. Thanks for pulling that out because I wasn't about to do the able to do that. <laughs> um, so I, I, it was a bike. It's a bike, a run, Um a snowshoe or a ski and then a snowshoe to the top and then you turn around and come back down it's kind of a crazy 
adventure. It was a fun day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I needed to train for it. So these windstopper tights, you know, have, um, their windstopper on the front and they just feel kind of, they're kind of warm. I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lucy actually, um, has a great pair of really warm tights and I'm forgetting brave the cold, brave the cold. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for being my, um, I must've had my... like fish oil or something for dinner last night because the brain is just <laughs> on. Let me tell you. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad one of us, I'm glad you're the smarter half of this duo today as well. You run marathons and you can retain facts. Right. You get a gold star for today. SBS. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, so I, I like warm on my bottom half because gosh, my buns get so <laughs> cold. I don't know what it is. There's plenty of fat there. I'm, I'm not lacking in that area, but there, that's the one thing that I'm just feel, I just feel like oh my that God. is cold, that in my nose. Dimity, you and I, once again, like number like 4,852 of the yin and yang of Sarah and Dimity is I can't stand being hot on my lower half yet. I really like if my core is cold all bets are off. Oh, so, really? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, technically, going back to injury prevention, mm. your core ends at the bottom of your bum, just so you know. It's oh. kind of, mm. just so you know. But, okay, um. so I thought you meant like the. I thought you meant like your legs have to be warm. And no, then, no, no, it's my, it's really my bottom, my, my butt, you know. Oh, my, oh, you're, <laughs> you're, you were speaking euphemistically when you said bottom. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's um, funny. Yeah. I, I, I said my butt. I'll I'll try focusing on my butt the next time I run Dimity, and I'll think of you. And because yeah, it doesn't, if it, if it gets cold, you can't help but notice it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, and then on top, I like you know like a, a wool blend. Lucy that um, has a nice wool blend. Yeah. shirt. I do like a, a wool shirt. Um, Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, And each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. If it's really cold, if it's not too cold, then I prefer not 
no wool. Um, and then I've got kind of a fleecy jacket that I wear almost every time that wow. needs to be washed so badly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like it's one of those things, like when I put it back, I'm like, I'll wash this tomorrow. I'll wash this tomorrow. <laughs> Cause you know, the pits just like, I'm sure that there's this kind of pig pen, like cl- cloud coming out of the closet. I, I keep it in. Um, and then a uh, hat. I do like a hat and I have, you know, a couple hats. I have a, a heavier hat mm-hmm. um, and I look like a scrotum too, but you know, at this point I don't really care cause I'm not looking, <laughs> not looking runway ready. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, I have a thicker one and then some thinner ones too. Um, and I, I mean, I haven't worn a baseball hat since, you know, the weather shifted because I, I, yeah, I definitely have to have like my ears covered. Yeah. See, cause I also have, you know, like, like enough hair for about three women. So um, even though it's not very long, it, the, my hair keeps my ears warm as well. So that's, 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 yeah, this is so. a brief aside. Um, since we're talking hair, yes. you know, Grant, my husband has been uh, running outside and he, so he grew a beard because oh. he needed, because it's been so cold. I didn't know that. Oh, I am not a fan of facial hair on him. Uh-huh. Some men it looks great on. But like like, a, like our top. producer Jonah, he looks very dashing with his uh, and and kind of eighteen hundreds with his beard. Uh-huh. Very nice, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but I don't know. I, I, has Jack ever grown one? Yes, that's funny. That, that it's also so animalistic that husbands like grow beards to stay warm. It's like, do you like grow out your <laughs> armpit hair to stay warm or something? Yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah, I haven't shaved my legs in three months to stay warm in the winter. Um, but, uh, I just can't believe it makes that much of a difference. Right. But Jack, when we, um, uh, traveled extensively before we had kids, when we were headed into Siberia, um, he grew a beard and he has kind of, when he was younger, it was blonde and now it's light brown, but his beard is quite red. And so here we are in Russia and he kind of looked Russian. And so a lot of people would come up and just start speaking Russian to him because I think we were dressed kind of scurfy from having traveled so much. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd have to say, no, 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 you know. No, English. No, Gavrit Paruski. Yeah. Look at you missed it though. You were talking over me when I actually said I don't speak Russian. So in Russian. Say it, say it. No, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 I'm self-conscious. I'm not going to. I'm like Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court. I guess he spoke for the first time in seven years the other day. Um, talk about an aside. But anyway, um, back to... Oh, see, I got to hear your Russian. I spreck an ambition Deutsch every now and then. So throw out some Russian for me. Yanni Gavrit Paruski. Oh, that's good. Oh, that spas- sounded really good. Spasiba. There, see, there you go. Um, For me, going back to the cold thing, um, you know, I've, I think, talked about on the podcast or on our Facebook page or something that I have um, Raynaud syndrome. So I have um, constricted blood vessels in my hands and sometimes my feet. But um, so that if my fingers start to get the least bit cold, then it's really a, a beast to try to get them to warm up again. So I always have to have my hands warm. So I love cuffins, which is the term that actually Lululemon uses, but other companies do them, the, the little the sleeves that then have the half circle that you flip down over your hands. I love those. Or just even thumb holes so you can pull your shirt sleeve down longer, um, and that gives kind of a nice sassy look as well. But, um, you know, and then I'm all about the either the mittens or the gloves or even the gloves that are inside of mittens. So. <laughs> That's actually what I wear most of the time. Um, oh, you uh, do. But I, yeah, I mean, mittens are. I feel like mittens. You 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 have a funny note in here that you call um, your fingers turn into like popsicles in their own wrappers in gloves, and that's like a perfect description. 
of gloves for me. That is so funny because, um, and as people might have figured out, we type some notes before we do the podcast. And uh, as I was typing that, I thought, oh my gosh, Dimity's going to totally love this analogy. <laughs> I did. I loved it. Okay. No, I think people can tell how professional our show is that they, but they know that we do extensive, extensive research before these. Right. right. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I just, there's mittens. And even like I took my kids ski. Well, here's another cold winter story. So we're driving up to um, this little place called Ski Granby, which is past Winter Park, if you know Colorado. It's this tiny little family-friendly resort, like three lifts. We went up there over winter break just for a day. Um, we're going up. The, the My thermometer on my car, guess what it read, Sarah? We're driving over a pass. It's probably about a 14,000-foot pass. Uh, negative 20. Did I tell you already? You did. <laughs> oh, when you when we spot on. I'm. You know what though? It's again a case of me remembering because I was like, oh, she's told me this answer. She's told me this answer before, and I'm like, negative twenty. <laughs> you are right. You get a you get a free car at the end of the show. Sarah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, so uh, so we got up to the mountain, and it was you know it warmed up a little bit, but it was like negative five, oh. and um. It was so, yes, I mean, it is bitter cold. Like, don't get me wrong. But again, the sun, it, you're a little closer to it. And it is when you're in the sun. I mean, I was chasing Ben. You know, he's learning his pizza and his French fries, learning how to snow plow and uh-huh. get into parallel skis. And I mean, I was sweating. <laughs> I was so hot because I, you know, put on 17 layers. Um, <laughs> but that goes back to the mittens we were seeing with another, um, uh, another mom and a friend. And and her daughter and she, they had gloves. And I was like, oh, you always have to have mittens on the ski slopes. I don't care oh. how hot or cold it is. You always have to have mittens. Oh, we, um, when we went to that trade show outdoor retailer that we used to go to and there, they had an on mountain ski thing. And so they had all these media people together and some company was like, you'd snowshoe up this mountainside and then you'd snowboard down through the back country. And now they were just talking about it. like, that's so not my idea of fun because of my hands and because I'm a chicken. And I just remember going up, so my hands, you know, I got a little warm, but then I was one of the first people up there, and so we had to wait, and I was wearing gloves, and I started to cry. My hands got so cold. And, uh, oh. Yeah, and so, you know, like, people were like, you can put your hands under my armpits or here, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I think even one person was like, you can stick them down my pants. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable doing that. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. That's a true friend. Right. Sarah, anytime you want to put your hands down my pants, I'm fine. <laughs> See, but you have a cold butt, so that's not going to do me any good. <laughs> like, not going to do much for you, but I'm just, I'm just saying offer stance. <laughs> right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Sure. Sure. Uh, um, so, and so, and then there's the whole, you know, okay, so we've talked about cold, and then how about when the white stuff comes down? You, you must, you, given that you've lived in New Mexico and now in Colorado, you must run in the snow, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I run in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and when it's snowing, if it's like a really peaceful, lovely snow, I mean, that is just, just magical. I mean, there's just, there's nothing like it. And, um, and especially, or the other, the other way that I just love it. The other flavor I love is when, um, it has just snowed, especially like, you know, the first snows of the season Mm -hmm. and you go out and it's just, everything is kind of twinkly and bright and, you know, the world is all clean and good. Cue the jingle bells. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, running in the snow again, it's, it's, it's a slippery thing. Like on new fallen snow, not a problem when cars have driven over it for four days or, you know, people have traveled on a path and it's, you Mm. know, it's kind of half been plowed and half not. It's like, 
that's when that's when disaster can strike. Right. And speaking of disaster, why don't you sh- retell the story that that's in it's in Train Like a Mother, right? Or is it in Run Like a Mother? Um, it's in Run Like a Mother because it's about trail running. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've told this a couple times, so I'll, I'll kind of condense it. But I mean, it was right after the New Year turn, so it was probably 2009, I believe, and um, and I. Um, was coming off an injury surprise. And I remember being like, okay, I'm going to start 2009. Well, I'm going to go out and, you know, and I love, I love trail running. I love being out in the wild. And there's this great kind of six mile loop where we live near Colorado Springs. So I was out and I was kind of walk running because I hadn't been running much. And and then I get down and I had probably about mm, a half mile left, but I came into this Canyon, this Mm -hmm. Canyon that's always shaded. Mm -hmm. The Colorado sun was nowhere to be found. And, um, and I had, and I was, I had two dogs with me, Dharma, our Weimaraner, who has um, since moved on and, uh, and Jesse, who wasn't blind. Mm. And so at that time she's blind now. And, um, and so that's <laughs> a really weird adjective and Jesse, who wasn't blind, <laughs> that's what you would expect from a dog. Um, so anyway, so, uh, so I'm coming down this, like this, it's basically like an ice rink. And I remember two women coming up and saying, be careful. It's really icy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm so glad that that the run is over and I feel good. And so I just kind of am trotting and I went down. I mean, I can't tell you how hard I went down, just lost my footing underneath me. And I swear to God, all, um, I landed with probably 400 pounds of force on my left wrist. I mean, I just remember just being like, I mean, talk about crying. I just, it is the most intense pain, self-inflicted pain, (laughs) you know, that I can remember in a long time. Um, oh, it was so bad. So, I mean, I knew something was wrong right away and kind of stood up and it was already swelling and oh. I won't get how gross it was because you could kind of tell that it was broken. And, um, then I had two dogs, right. And I'm like, I have to get home. And of course I'm, you know, so badass and self-reliant. I don't want to tell like the two women that, you know, they, I probably fell not even 30 seconds after they saw me. Oh, but they no were already way. Up. Oh, I didn't, I didn't say anything, which was really dumb, but, um, you know, I'm like, oh, they're going up. I don't want to bug them, you know, classic, classic Midwestern. Nice. Don't want to bother them. So I get back to where the road, where I meet the road and I get a leash on one of them. I can't remember, probably Dharma. And I made Jesse kind of stay with me and I got up to our car, um, which I was by myself. Your your standard car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stick shift. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, um, and I don't have my phone with me. So I call, um, so, oh, so I go ask this, this cute little college guy. I, I guess he was in college. I mean, he was young and he was, you know, um, adorable. And I was like, I know this is really weird. Um, but can you put your hand in my left pocket? Can you put your hands down my pants? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I, my keys were in there and I couldn't get, I couldn't get it out because try and, you know, just mentally or physically try to unzip a pocket with your other hand and, and get like with your right hand, try to unzip your left pocket and get your keys out on a stiff jacket. It was like a Gore-Tex, yeah. you know, oh. it was so, and then I was like, can I use your phone? I got my keys out. Can I use your phone? Tried to call Grant, my husband. I'll, I'll have that for the third time in case you didn't get the <laughs> Um And I called home. It's a Sunday morning. I know he's home with our young kids. This is my favorite part of the story. I'm sorry. <laughs> He doesn't pick up, you know, because this guy was like from Chicago. He's like, so he doesn't pick up. So I call his cell phone immediately. I hang up, call his cell phone immediately after that. 
still doesn't pick up, <laughs> even though it's the same number and we have caller ID on both phones. It's like, okay, I guess I'm driving home. So I, you know, this cute boy helped me um, load my dogs in the car and, uh, and I drove home with one hand on a stick shift. I mean, I was in shock by the time I got home. I mean, I just, I was talking about freezing. I was freezing. I was just wailing. I was just so out of my mind. Um, and then and of course, the, we'll tell why Grant didn't pick up the phone. Well, because he didn't recognize the number. <laughs> didn't recognize the number. Like his wife is out on a trail run. He knows that. It's a Sunday morning. It's not like the time that the telemarketers call. I just, oh, I, that's a whole other story. We're not, we're not right now. <laughs> Oh yeah. What about you? You 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 ran in some some hardship times at Colgate, right? I did. That was I. I really feel like I almost did like a, a backward progressive or something. That that so I you know I I dabbled with running in high school a tiny bit, and then um, freshman fall did some running. But I really feel like I I you know um, embraced it fully in January in Central New York at Colgate University. And um, where, you know, back then they had a January term. So I was back, you know, when all my friends were back home. And so every day I would go out and run on Highway 12B, um, which is a two-lane highway. So one going each way. And, um, oh, it was just so, I just remember the snow just coming in my face as I was running. And I just thought I was badass. Um, There's a swear word for us. And, um... So, and I meant to look for a photo. I'm going to see if I can find it. There's this photo of me and I am just layered up in the most random stuff. Like in college, I had a red union suit, one of those long underwear ones, <laughs> super sexy. Um, amazing that I married my, my, my college sweetheart. Um, and, uh, you know, so red um, buttons up, you know, complete with the, the uh, easy access, you know, back door. And um, <laughs> you ran in that thing? I um I, I didn't run it. The, the pic- no, the picture I have is me going rowing, but I'm fairly certain I wore that rowing several times. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, and then I think I might have had like one, almost like army weight, nine, circa 1950s type wool garment, and then I don't know snow. I don't know. It was crazy what I would run in, but I just remember specifically also <laughs> that for Colgate you could do um forget what it was called, but you know you had to have eight. Um, gym credits or PE credits, and you could do kind of self-paced or, you know, self-monitored for two of those credits. And so I did like, there was a right term for it. Self-monitor is not it, but it's, you know, like self-reported. And so um, you would have to go to that guy who was in the, what what they called the cage at the, um, you know, when he walked into the gym and there was the guy who would like hand you like a lock or a towel or whatever. And so you would go and sign in at the cage and then go do your activity and then come and sign back out. I mean, you could totally be lying. You could be just going to the coop or something and you know, signing in and out. But, oh, no, Miss Honest, you know, goes in. It doesn't matter that it's 10 degrees and blowing snow. I go in there and sign in. And then I remember coming back in and he was like, your eyelashes are frozen. I was like, yeah, that is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we might have to wrap this up sooner or later and not get to all of the elements because I got to tell you one more story about the um, your eyelashes being frozen. That makes me think of two things. Well, so first of all, I came home from a run one morning and I had a, I had a beard. Like it was white, you know, but I was like, oh, it might be time to start waxing the chin. And I... Uh, <laughs> I tweeted that and someone was like, you got to have the picture. And I was, and I, and of course I did think about taking a picture. And so I 
when I came inside, I was like, quick, Amelia, take a picture of me. And of course she like fumbled around and couldn't quite get it to go. So by the time I took the picture, you couldn't see how many whiskers I had, but I was like, (laughs) holy cow. And then, and then someone said, uh, we put on our Facebook page the other day, um, you know, what random thoughts have you had during a run lately? And she said, you know, one woman said, it's time to wax my mustache. <laughs> I had so much, um, you know, frost on my upper lip. <laughs> That's a good, it's a good little like self-test, you know, like how, how strong are you? How much do you need to, you know, control your face if that's something that you are into. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So that, that wraps it up for today. But if you want, um, more of this type of chit-chat go to and, and other stories, go to our website, anothermotherrunner.com. Our Facebook page is Run Like a Mother, the book. We are on Twitter with three accounts, um, at The Mother Runner, at SBS on the Run, and at Dimity on the Run. And um, please check out our books and hopefully buy them on Amazon.com, Run Like a Mother, and Train Like a Mother. Talk to you next time. Many happy miles. Many happy miles.